What's going on, party people? My name is Kyle Springer, and welcome to the very first episode of The Review Show. This is normally a live show. You can normally catch this at uh, twitch.tv slash the whatnots, but there has been some big changes here at the whatnots, and if you haven't already noticed, I am flying solo, uh, especially I did not introduce a co-host. But since I am recording this by myself, I am not live streaming this right now. Uh, it will go up on patreon.com slash the whatnots first, uh, and a few days after that, it'll be up on YouTube and as a podcast, no matter what universe you are in, uh, you can get it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. So I mentioned there are some big changes. First of all, uh, the co-creator of the whatnots, my trusty co-host for the past two years, uh, Paul Kang has decided to step down. Uh, so it is definitely a sad day. Uh, but if you want to get some more information on that, we talked a little bit more about it on a recent episode of The Captain's Log. Uh, that should be Captain's Log episode 12. And it is entitled Farewell Paul. So you guys can go get some more details if you want to know a little bit more about that. But the second big change is that this show is now called The Review Show. We are changing the name of this show. It was formerly called The Whatnots, uh, and we are also now back to a number one rather than continuing the numbers that we have been. But technically, we've been doing this show for about two and a half years now, so there are 107 previous episodes before this one. Uh, so if you guys want, you can go back and listen to whichever ones you want. You don't need to listen to them in order order, uh, but since I am flying solo, we are going with a fresh start. The change of name uh, was to save people some confusion. When we first started The Whatnots, it was not only the name of the podcast, but it quickly became the brand name, the name of our company, uh, and we wanted to separate those two so it wasn't as confusing to people. So, there is the Whatnots, which is the brand name. That's our company name, so to speak. Uh, and this show, from now on, will be called The Review Show. Uh, I think the official name will be The Whatnots Review Show, since I'm sure there are a million podcasts out there that are actually called The Review Show. Uh, but we'll call it The Review Show for short. Um, this will also probably be a much shorter episode than what you're used to, especially if you're a long-time listener. But for now, let's get on to business. This week, I'm going to be talking about uh, Season 1 of The Path, uh, which is a Hulu original show, and was created by Jessica Goldberg and stars Aaron Paul, who you guys might know as Jesse from Breaking Bad, uh, which is also a fantastic show. So if you have not seen that, go check it out. But uh, let's see, Aaron Paul plays the main character of The Path, whose name is Eddie Lane, and he is a member of an evangelical cult called the Meyerists. They call it a movement, but you know, tomato, tomato. Uh, and he's going through a bit of a rough time. He's starting to realize that it's all bullshit. The thing that he has placed his faith in is maybe not what, it, what he thought it was. And it's tearing him apart, and not only him, but his family, too. So there's a lot of drama. It's very intense. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. I really love 
this show, and it surprised me in a lot of ways. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was, or at least as I think it is. Especially with a show that covers religious subject matter, that's usually something that does not get handled very well and can often be very cheesy. But I think this show handles it very adeptly. But kind of on a more personal note, uh, I, I used to be very heavily involved in a church. I am no longer so. But I felt like I could really connect with what was happening there. But even if you're not religious, I think a lot of people will be very able to connect with the characters in, in this show. Because that's kind of what it focuses on. These characters and what they're struggling with. But I'm about to dive in, so if you have not seen it yet, pause this podcast, go check out season one of The Path, and then come back here. So yeah. The first scene that I kind of want to talk about uh, comes at the end of episode one. One of the main characters, Cal Roberts, who is kind of the stand-in leader of the cult, uh, the guy who's supposed to be leading it is kind of off elsewhere, uh... He's supposed to be writing the next chapters in their version of the Bible. Um, but Cal is kind of acting as the later for everyone else in his absence. And he is preaching a sermon and retelling the story of Plato's cave. that the, the allegory of the cave. If you don't know that story, go look it up. And there are two groups of people that he's preaching this sermon to. There's the members of the cult, and then there's the main character, Eddie Lane. And when I saw this scene, I fell in love immediately. Because each of these groups, they see this story differently. They they receive it very wildly differently. Um, the members of the cult, the Meyerists, who are buying into this cult, they see the people in this allegory they see the ones who are breaking free in that story, and they relate to them. They are thinking, oh, we're the ones that are breaking free. By joining this cult, you know, I will find the truth. I will reach enlightenment. I, I will see reality as it truly is. And they're, you know, they're, they're buying in. However, Eddie, he sees this story completely differently. He sees the Meyerists as the opposite of that. He, he sees the Meyerists as these people who are walking back into the cave and willingly chaining themselves to one spot so they can only see the back wall of that cave. And he's the only one that sees the truth. He sees reality. He sees what's really going on. And he kind of is starting to feel the need to tell them what's happening. So it's a fantastic scene. There's there's drama. It's I I I think that scene is actually very scary, just with the multiple perspectives that you see there of of that one story. It's it's a scary thing. But another thing that this show really surpri surprised me is how intense this show is. I, I keep using that word intense. Um, you know, if 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 you see a trailer for a TV show or a movie. It's their job to entice you, to make it intense, to make it sexy. And there's often times when they don't add up. 
right? It doesn't live up to the hype. Maybe at times, right? Maybe at certain moments, but usually overall, the entire show or the entire movie might not be as intense as what you saw in the tr- in the trailer. However, with The Path, I think it did. I think this show gets very intense early on and remains so the entirety of the show. It, it focuses on the characters, and that's where the intensity comes from. They are struggling with hard and difficult decisions and being pulled in a whole bunch of different directions. And I think that's what makes this so special, what makes this show so good. They do a great job of fleshing out their side characters and giving them great story arcs. One of my favorite characters is Agent Abe Gaines. He's an FBI agent. And he's putting the Meyerists on Colt Watch. He kind of notices them and is like, Hey, these guys might be up to no good. They might be up to some nefarious things, you know? And so he eventually goes undercover to kind of figure out what the Meyerists are about. And as he's doing that, he's asked to save a certain character and get her out of the cult, get her out of the Meyerists and return her to her father. Uh, He was asked by the father to do that. And since Agent Gaines is a father himself, he's like, hey, I know that I would do absolutely anything for my daughter. So yes, I will absolutely do whatever it takes to get her out and return her to you. So he goes undercover And he meets her, he meets the girl that he's supposed to save, and he learns her story. And he finds out that the father he asked, that that the father that asked him to save this woman is a dirtbag and would actually prostitute his daughter out to his friends when she was super young. And so he's, he's shocked. He's kind of frozen in this decision of what to do because, uh, you know, the father is a piece of shit. But at the same time, he sees this woman that he's supposed to save actually happy now. She's improving her life. And so he's starting to think maybe the Myris aren't as bad as they appear to be. Maybe this cult is actually helping people. And so he's a fascinating character. Um... He is a side character. He does get a lot of shine in this show, but he's he's not really one of the, the main characters that are kind of involved in like the main power struggle thing that's happening. Uh, but another character that I found pretty inter- interesting uh, was Hawk. Hawk is Eddie Lane's son. And at first, I I hated Hawk. I thought the actor was portraying him very strangely. Um, (laughs) And side note, there is absolutely no fucking way that Hawk is supposed to be 15 and a half when we first meet him. He's supposed to be like 15-something, supposed to leave school when he's 16 or something like that. But I guess in hindsight, uh, to portray the kind of dynamic range... That, that character needed to have they kind of had to cast him older so if you can get past that uh 
and kind of look at his story, I think he's actually a really interesting character, and I learned to like him a lot more as the series went on. Um, he's a teenager. He's at a very vulnerable age. He's learning to think for himself and stand up for himself and kind of find out who he is. And that's in the midst of growing up in this cult on their compound and seeing his family ripped apart by his father having doubts. And I think that leads me to kind of what I feel like this whole show is kind of about one of the main themes of this show one of the main points is doubt at one point eddie lane says there has to be room for doubt doubt for better or for worse makes us question things it helps us improve things it exposes weaknesses it can do away with illusions that you know things that we might be spending our time and energy on that we really don't need to be spending our time on, it, it, it can kind of help us look past that. You can come out with convictions of steel by questioning things, or it, you're going to end up in shambles and deeply depressed. And so it's interesting to watch all of these characters kind of deal with that and kind of figure out, <laughs> no pun intended, what their path will be and what side they will fall on, you know? And so I think for myself, as someone who makes things, as an artist, as a content creator, as a podcaster, I'm constantly thinking of ways that I can improve things, right? I have to ask myself, hey, is this the best that this can be? Am I spending my time on things that I really need to actually be spending my time on? Am I expressing myself well enough? Am I making my point clear? And you kind of have to realize, hey, questioning yourself and having some doubts, it's that's, that's totally fine. It's okay to have questions. People are just trying to figure life out no matter who we are. That's all we're trying to do. Doesn't matter if you're religious or if you're not or if you're questioning the art that you make or your job or your purpose in life there's always room for doubt and for questioning and to improve yourself and i think that's why i really like this show it focuses very much on the characters and the need for doubt and it tackles a subject matter that is usually very hard to do and the characters are put right in the center of that, and it really shows with how intense and, and how scary this show can actually be. So I highly recommend it. I've already seen season two. Uh, it gets more crazy and, and intense, uh, though it does end up leaning a little bit more on the fantastical side of things, too, which might turn some people off, uh, again, especially with the religious subject matter. But I think it's fascinating. I think this show comes from a very personal place from the creator. I think Jessica Goldberg very possibly went through something like this or had a family member or a friend go through something like this. But at the same time, I think Jessica realizes that, hey, there there are potentially some good aspects to religion or, or, or having faith. 
there can be some good things that come from that. And it's not really leaning to one side, like religion is good or religion is bad, but um, it's it's really well done and well thought out. I, I, I think it's one of Hulu's better shows. Hulu has uh, some gems in their original programming, so don't sleep on that. Go Go check it out. But for this next week, I am going to be talking about uh, a comic book, Volumes 1 through 2 of Velvet by Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting. I'm really excited to talk about this book. I own Volume 1. I read it a long time ago, but that's all I've read. And I kind of want to go back into it and kind of see a little bit more of what happens because uh, I don't really remember what happens. Um, so I'm going to be reading the first two volumes of that. Uh, the back of the book reads as, When the world's greatest secret agent is killed, all evidence points to Velvet Templeton, the personal secretary to the director of the agency. But Velvet has a dark secret buried in her past, a secret that's about to tear her world apart. So if you like spy thrillers, I think this will be right up your alley. It's kind of like if James Bond was murdered and Money Penny was framed for the murder, and she kind of has to go back into the field to clear her name. And as it turns out, she's kind of a badass herself. Uh, so I'm excited to see where this story goes and what happens. Uh, I don't really remember exactly. So go go check it out with me for next week. That is Volumes 1 through 2 of Velvet a comic book by uh, Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting, published by Image Comics. Um, but that being said, uh, as I mentioned at the start of this show, it is usually a live show. You can watch this at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. But since I'm flying solo this week, uh, I pre-recorded this one, and will probably pre-record them uh, until I can find some new co-hosts and get things back to regular get, get get things back to normal uh, but things are working behind the c curtain there is are some exciting things happening behind the scenes so hopefully that'll happen soon um but if you cannot make the live streams that is a-okay uh this goes up on youtube and as a podcast a week later uh and if you are a patreon supporter you will get it a little bit early um and I know this might be a strange time to ask for your support on Patreon, but I think it's actually a perfect time, especially since I'm doing this by myself and I just lost my co-host. If you really believe in what we do, if you're a longtime listener, if you've liked what we've done and you want to see us continue and get bigger and better, uh, this is the perfect time to pitch in and be like, hey, I, I, I really like what you guys are up to, and I hope you guys can continue. Uh, if this is your first time, uh, I, I hope you liked this. Uh, hopefully, the next couple episodes will be great, and we can get things back to full steam very soon. But hey, if, if you don't want to support monetarily, that's a-okay. Uh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. That's kind of all that matters. But with that... I will leave you there. Read volumes one through two of Velvet with me for next week. My name is Kyle Springer, and I'll catch you next week.